0: Hello and welcome to the HF Propagation Report for May and June 2011 with me, Steve Nichols, G0KYA. Well, you might be forgiven for wondering where all the sunspots have gone. I mean, if you look at the last month, we had a solar flux low of 91 on the 14th of May, although we did have a high of 114 on the 17th of April. But that low of 91, I mean, it's a psychological barrier, but when the solar flux drops below 100, it makes you kind of think that uh, things aren't as good as they could be, and you're absolutely right. Right. Um, We were hoping by now that we'd be seeing fluxes in the maybe 130, 140 region, but the sun is obviously going through a little of a lull period. Um, I would imagine that what will happen is that things will improve over the next couple of months or so, but we're now in the summer doldrums, so we'll have to wait until the autumn and see whether things really, really pick up. Over the same 30-day period, we had an A-index high of 17 and a low of 0, and that 0 was on the 8th of May. Well, what does that mean? It means that conditions are pretty settled really Um, we've not had too much geomagnetic um, disturbances or too many geomagnetic disturbances so this means that the bands have been relatively calm as i look at the figures on solarcycle24.com it's showing that the bz or the interplanetary magnetic field is pointing south which is a sure sign that it's going to the field is coupling with the Earth's magnetic field letting lots and lots of ions in. So we, I wouldn't be surprised we see the A-index uh, start to climb a bit higher and we see some disturbances. But uh, that's what you get. if As the solar cycle improves, the A and the K indices go up as well and uh, cause disturbance. So you can't have it always, can you? I think over the next couple of months, propagation is going to be dominated perhaps by sporadic E, which you will notice on 21 and 28 megs, and to a lesser extent 20 um, metres, 14 megs as well. Now, sporadic E is a very strange phenomenon that um, we don't fully understand. We think it's caused by wind shear, that's winds moving in different directions in the upper atmosphere, forcing ions together to form clouds, short-lived and fast-moving ion clouds, if you like, in the E layer, that cause very, very, very um, strong signals to appear, short-skip signals, usually up to around about 1,500 miles or thereabouts, although you can get multi-hop signals. But these very intense signals that... um, come and go they fade if you like as these clouds move so one minute you could be listening to somebody perhaps coming from italy and half an hour later it could be somebody coming in from spain but do have a look at said uh, 15 meters 10 meters and even six meters 50 megahertz because there'll be lots and lots of action um on uh, those bands due to spratagy over the next couple of months Now, we're moving into the summer solstice period, really, which I've defined here as May to August. What you'll find is that daytime maximum usable frequencies are likely to be lower than those of winter. Now, some older books suggest that this is due to the ionosphere heating up with the resultant lower ion densities, but other theories, more current theories, suggest it's due to a change in the ionospheric chemistry between winter and summer. But it's not all bad news, though. The nighttime MUFs may be higher in summer than those in winter, And then note that DX on the lower bands, if possible, is unlikely to occur until around midnight or the early hours due to the late sunset. You may find that um, 20 metres stays open, I wouldn't say all night long, but uh, certainly till very, very late in the evening uh, indeed. So uh, don't write 20 metres off just because it's the summer. So let's have a look at each of the bands one by one. Now, 160 metres or top band, 1.8 megs, high levels of static and solar absorption mean that the band will not really support skywave contacts during the day, and during darkness, short-skip openings may occur, but DX may be a rarity. Occasional openings can occur during the hours of darkness, especially around local midnight or the early hours of the morning, as long as you've got a dark path between you and the other station. Now, 80 metres, 3.5 megs, will generally follow the characteristics of top band, with high levels of static, but will also provide good openings out to around 250 miles during the day, and absorption will grow to a maximum at midday for inter G contacts, and DX capabilities will be poor to fair during the hours of darkness. Now, 40 meters, 7 megs will suffer from high static caused by the high numbers of thunderstorms, and nevertheless, nighttime openings should be reliable from sunset to sunrise. Local daytime openings will be possible on the whole, and nighttime skip distances are likely between about 500 to 2300 miles. Twenty meters, fourteen megs are still like to be the best DX band between sunrise and sunset, although the band will be noisier than the winter period and not as reliable for long haul contacts. And as I said earlier, the higher MUFs at night mean that twenty meters may remain open during the evening to DX. And don't forget the short skip due to summer sporadic E. Now 70 meters, fifteen meters, eighteen megs, twenty one megs should still provide a fair number of DX openings during daylight hours especially to the Southern Hemisphere. This is really a good time for north-south paths, really. Not not east-west paths, not very good for working into the US, but down into South Africa, South America and the Caribbean, yes, uh, it's a good time of year. Now, once again, 15 metres may struggle to open at times, and both bands are likely to close after sunset. And again, Spratigy will provide good short-skip openings in the May-June period. Now, twelve meters, ten meters, twenty-four megs, twenty-eight megs are likely to be disappointing bands. Apart from those sporadic E openings, it will provide regular openings out to around about thirteen hundred miles, with multi-hop openings possible, um, giving you a good DX beyond this range. But they will be very short-lived paths. A typical multi-hop opening might provide brief contacts, uh, perhaps with the Middle East or USA, although they can be hard to predict. And we won't see any propagation via the F layer now, probably until um, the autumn, maybe September time. So that's a round up for the bands for May and June. Until next time, this is Steve Nichols, G0KYA. Wish you good, DX.